Hello, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Anna Loder from readabook.com.au. I'm a lifelong reader and book lover and a long-time book club member. 15 years, I can't believe it. I've been a bookseller for 13 and now I'm a reviewer and blogger. This is a weekly podcast celebrating that love of books and reading. I'm so excited to be in your ears today. Before we get started, can I quickly pay my respects to the Darawal people of the Uyora Nation, the traditional custodians of the land on which I work, play, read and live on. Along with the traditional owners of the lands throughout Australia, I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Let's get started. This is a conversation that I got to have with Nicole Bebb, who, in addition to being an author, is also a journalist, a publicist. She's a fantastic human being. I was really, really grateful that she could squeeze me in. In the midst of getting ready to move overseas, I was just in awe of anybody, I think, who can think outside the box and work within the book industry. And I'm hoping that you will also be interested because I just find it fascinating. Thank you very much for listening and I hope you enjoy the chat. You're doing the publicist job. Yes, I am. That's unreal. It's, it's turned into a full-time business, which is something I never even expected, didn't think about. It was actually after I did my own publicity for China Blonde. And because I know all of the media from being a journalist for 30 years and a lot of those journalists I worked for back in the day and our bigwigs on all sorts of things. So it was kind of, it was fun doing my own media for China Blonde. And then someone else, I think from Booktopia said, can you do this client? wants to replicate what you've done. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess so. I can try. And I think in the last year and a half, I've probably done 15 media campaigns. So That's incredible. What a great way to ah, keep your hand in and still be able to work with books and still. I know. Yeah. It's like the perfect job for me because I think, I don't know, I think I might have said I wanted to be a librarian when I was a kid. Yes. And then I, so I always loved books. And then I wanted to be a, a journalist, which I was. And I think this is like the best of both worlds. Yeah. You can do it from anywhere. And so, oh, you so know, you're going to do keep doing home. it while you're. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because he, the, most of my clients are not in Sydney anyway. Mm-hmm. They're all over the place. And usually we just catch up via Zoom. If we're lucky, we can have a coffee if we're in the same city. So I think I'm just going to keep on keeping on because there's definitely a niche demand for it, I think. As you know, a lot of the big publishers are just time poor, aren't they? Trying mm-hmm. to get out a number of books and yes. they tend to have to do the same sort of, I guess, campaigns. And I, I love that I've got that time and ability to sort of think outside the box and tailor make each campaign for that specific author so it's fun I just think it's unreal I think you were so clever for seeing that gap in the market I didn't but someone else did and I remember my good friend Suzanne Lashmore who worked at Sky News she said to me you should do book publicity like oh no I don't think so but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking that the only way to work in books was to have a bookshop or to be an author, but you're so right. There's so many ways that you can keep to yeah. live in the world of books. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. And then I still get to keep contact with the media, and which yes. I love. And yeah. It changes every day and there's new media coming out constantly. So it's good fun to kind of keep on top of it and see who's doing what. And yeah, so it's oh, been busy. I can't get my head Very around busy. doing reels. Do you do reels? Well, I've done a few but no it's it's hard and they just make me cringe (laughs) yeah (laughs) so are you going to work on another 
book yourself another memoir? I don't think I would do another memoir. I have been writing a fiction book and I have done the first draft, which is very messy, as you know, they are. My sort of goal was after I did China Blonde, I thought ideally I'd love to be one of those people that writes a book a year and puts out a contemporary women's fiction. I love reading. So I think writing it would be fun too. But obviously that's got to be sidetracked in the last year. But I'm thinking when we actually go to Singapore, maybe I'll pick it up again. And, you know, maybe something for retirement. (laughs) Well, I cannot wait to read whatever you write next. I think you've got such a lovely style and I love China. That's a lot coming from you because I know how many books you have read. (laughs) So, oh, and that was my very first attempt after being a journalist. It's a different world completely to write creatively when Mm, as a journalist you're constantly told you keep it simple one sentence very brief tell the facts and that's it so coming into creative writing was just a huge change and just a big learning curve Mm, how fun just to master it and then I don't think I've mastered it but with a lot of help from a lot of people (laughs) I got there so yeah each book I guess you get better with it I only saw the end result of China Blonde as well I bet there were a lot of exactly (laughs) along the way oh well I did Patty Miller's memoir course for six weeks and realized when they said you you've got to be in the story. I was like, what? I wasn't planning on that. So then I did Bernadette Foley's fully writing workshop, which I'm still in to this day, five years oh, later. Wow. Yeah. With Lee Christine, who's also yes, in, in love the group. her. Yeah. So having that expertise around you and their yes. feedback has been incredible. I did a blog when I was in Hong Kong and I just think I came to the book with a whole lot of blog posts thinking, okay, what do I even do with these? How do I make it into a chapter? How do you go from one chapter to the next? It was huge such a steep steep learning curve yeah I have the whole different type of writing I think blog versus long form yeah and even going from writing television news scripts to writing a blog was difficult because suddenly that had to be 800 to a thousand words so you had to get more creative with that but then taking that to the next level and making it an entire book is something else I take my hat off to those people that are constantly putting books out all the time it's incredible isn't it I think they're a special breed of person Definitely. (laughs) I think what you're doing is just incredible though. I think so. I hope it just continues, you know, keep Mm. doing it. And I've just had so many great, interesting authors from nonfiction, even Don Winslow. He's a crime writer. Yeah. Yeah. So he... Very experienced as well, I would have thought. Very experienced. And he's with the Story Factory, which is kind of an agency in America with Shane Salerno, who heads up that and he takes on authors and creates their books into movies. And he just wrote the sequel to Avatar. So incredible. So when they came Mm. to me and said, oh, Don needs a bit of extra publicity help in Australia, I was like, I was really scared and intimidated and thinking, how am I going to do this? But just to work (laughs) with that expertise, it was fantastic. And then I just did Secrets of a Superhost, Jules Rolnick, about being an Airbnb rock star. And she just got was a finalist in the Australian Business Book Awards. That's Um, right. I saw that. Yes. It's just lots of different, fascinating books, different Mm. stories. And now I'm doing Anita Jacoby, who's a veteran TV producer who did 60 Minutes and the works and is a real a women's advocate and trying to get her onto the writing uh, festival circuit. So it's, You would have a fascinating story. I know. We're, yeah, we're getting a few bites, which is good. So do you have a marketing degree? No, I simply have a journalism degree. Oh, I did do public relations at university, but I think what the difference is with me is I know what the media is looking for. I'm used to the angles that they want. So I think I can find the angles in those 
those authors' stories. And I really promote the author often over the book itself. Mm, um, yes, because I've they're so, that as well. There's lots of different themes running through that these authors have. So it's about doing a really great media release that really captures the attention of people in the newsrooms, which they're just so busy. They get a thousand press releases a week. So it's hard for them. It's hard to get answers back. I say to my clients, if we get 10% of what I've put on this spreadsheet, then we're winning because it's so hard. You can go weeks without hearing anything, but I'm quite persistent. So I think that's another thing. And I know when to follow up and I know when to pull back and not be Mm -hmm. annoying. And I think because I am a journalist, they'll open my email because they know I'm kind of one of them. So I think that all helps. Wow. I just, I think you're incredible, Nicole. I really do. I think it's just so fascinating. It's been a year, that's for sure. We've had four moves since our house flooded in March. It has been a big year where James has been away such a lot and he's already gone to Singapore, my husband. I thought Um, he might. So staying back, I wanted to wait for Ava to finish primary school because it's her very last year. So we'll have all those fun graduation parties and things like that. So Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm doing a bit of presenting still and a bit of media training. So it's all never dull, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, I'm, I don't hate you put it all in. It's just incredible. You're an inspiration. Well, how do you do it? You've got a business. You're a freelancer. Is it word of yeah. mouth? A lot of it is word of mouth. Obviously, Bernadette Foley from Broadcast Books does a lot of books. So if they need oh, publicists, yes, she'll pass right. them on to me. John McDonald with Brio Books, who helped publish China Blonde, is also with under the umbrella of Booktopia now. Okay, so yeah, yeah. You'll pass things yeah. on to me and then I get the word of mouth. And when you do a great through. job, people talk. Yeah, I hope so. And I really try for everyone. Get the media that they wouldn't otherwise get. Mm. I mean, I, I work for The Life You Can Save, which is Peter Singer's charity, which curates the top charities for donors to donate to. And he put out his book, The Life You Can Save, over a decade ago, but they had a new edition come out. And I do a day a week for them. And Peter Singer's an amazing philosopher, philanthropist, had some really good media, television and article in the financial review. Yeah, it's an it's exciting for me. I mean, I remember thinking, oh, I don't think I'd want to do that because it can't be as exciting as getting my own publicity for China Blonde, but it's actually equally, if not more. I can see how it would be, yes. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, I did it. It's like, tick that off, great. Oh, yeah. job well done. I'm so in awe of the adventurous life that you're living. Oh. I just think you're incredible. Being back in Australia for six years, and I think we always thought we would probably go overseas again because of the nature of James' job in hotels. We didn't know when, and I think we kind of knew that if we could do it this year, that's a good time because Ava's starting high school next year, so all her friends will be going to different. So it really has worked out well. So from Hong Kong to China, and Singapore's obviously not going to be as hardcore as China was. (laughs) A lot easier uh, lifestyle than living in China, which was just such a hardcore place, living in a city in the middle of China with no one speaking English, and just getting used to that culture was something else. So Singapore just seems like we're moving states in a way. (laughs) I think there's a great expat community there, isn't there? Yeah. I think every single person I've spoken to says, I know someone in Singapore I can introduce you to. (laughs) So I'll probably be having coffee dates for the next two years. So many mint lockers coming your way then. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Whereas Xi'an in China had 1,000 expats in a city of 9 million. So it was a tiny, tiny pool of people, really. And it was hard to meet friends. But once we did, of course, as you read in the book, it was amazing. Mm. But I think Hong Kong and Singapore, very different kettle of fish. I think that you did that really well in your memoir, that isolation that you had at the beginning and then the way that you slowly made friends and made real connections. Yeah, I know. I remember moving from Hong Kong and we only went to China because James really needed to get that general manager title.
title and we'd put our feelers out to so many different countries but China was just there were just so many hotels coming up that it was just hard to avoid mm. I think they had 80 hotels under Starwood umbrella in one year so we oh, even got man. offered a job in Wuhan which obviously no one had heard of Wuhan yes. back. and we went there and we were like oh I don't think we can do this and then Xi'an came up and we're like look we've just got to bite the bullet and go for it and that's what we did and Ava was three and a half and it was pretty terrifying at the beginning and oh I just thought oh, I don't know I don't know if I can do this mm. just too different you'd walk outside of the hotel and you'd be swarmed by people wanting to take pictures and pick up Ava and just that language barrier is huge yeah. when you, there's no English anywhere and you don't know a single soul but yes. we're all as I said in another podcast earlier this week we're all very adaptable as humans and once we find our people and mm-hmm. once we find things like the supermarket and the hairdresser you, you start to feel like it's home and we did yeah. feel like that in China at the end we weren't ready to leave so eventually work it out <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and it's so true but you're just you're so resilient you're so adaptable I think that really came across in China Blonde did it yeah I think you have to go in there with open arms don't you and embrace mm. it and not sort of be closed off to what it is and what the culture is you've really got to open yourself up to it and then the rewards come after that I think so we'll see what happens in Singapore but I'm looking forward to it the adventure will continue oh I can't Um, wait to see where it takes you next oh (laughs) yeah it's never dull as I said it's definitely an adventure (laughs) and keep on keeping on we had an event with Lee Christine and oh oh my goodness I was so completely in awe of her this is a book that came out at the start of the year and she's recalling details and sentences yes and the way that she just Describe something. Oh, she was. She is amazing. Incredible. You know, really amazing. Yeah. And her writing is just so beautiful. I get the yes. pleasure of so called critiquing it. We do our writers' workshops and there's nothing to critique. It's just beautiful. It's so great to learn from and watch her in action. So we did Dead Horse Gap, the book club, and yeah. three of the ladies who went last night had already bought her back catalogue because yes. they loved Dead Horse Gap so much. It. So that's one book club that she said yes to. And the word of yeah. mouth that's circulating and yes and you, you never know what's going to work I guess. and that's why I always encourage authors aim for the big media of course mm. but there's so many podcasts out there there's so many blogs online website and you'll get us a little bit of reach and that will as I said just build up into something bigger so you've just I think you have to remember to that practice as well exactly yeah Perfect. start off small and then you know the more you tell your story the, the easier it gets isn't it so yes so true. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough industry, but it's also super rewarding. And most people that love it are, are so passionate about yes, writing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All of that. So, and other people use it as a calling card or a business card, especially yes. if it's a nonfiction book, can take you to the next level of things that you want to do. Yeah, you know, I've got incredible. this book out and, you know, and I think a lot of people come to me that want to be thought leaders in their arena. Yes. Yes. So they've written this book, but they want to get known as the expert on that particular topic. Yeah. So it's a great way to do it. Yeah, no, it's fascinating, yeah. isn't it? I just I love learning more about it and being in the industry and seeing what works and seeing everything. Yeah, exactly. And you learn along the way and not everything works. And, you oh, know, some media you think, oh, yeah, but you just keep trying. 
keep putting yeah. it out there. And, Constant experiment. And don't give up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that biggest thing, isn't it? Don't give up because I think uh, that's what for writers and the biggest, biggest hurdle is just actually finishing the book, isn't it? And yeah. then you've got to go from there. But potential writers, but they don't finish it or it goes away in the bottom drawer. And so just it's such just, a tragedy for the human race. Yeah. I mean, you've so just much. got to pursue, pursue and keep on. <laughs> yeah, so true. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. I am going to let you go. We so didn't want to take up any more of your time. Oh, no. It. Oh, it was too lovely chatting Thank with you. Thank you for having me on. Oh, I'm so good. glad we got Canada. to talk before Thank I go. You. Okay, so that's it for this conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. Please leave a review wherever you can, but especially where you found my Readable podcast. If you'd like more connection, please head on over to thereadable.com.au. There's plenty of book reviews and recommendations there, and that's also where you'll find my blog. And I would love, love, love to welcome you into our community. There's a membership page on readabook.com.au. There are three levels. The first is free. And I'm so hoping that you would like to help me build my online community where we can enjoy reading more together. Thank you.